The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. On a certain Sabbath, Jesus went into the synagogue and taught, and there was a man there whose right hand was withered. The scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely to see if he would cure on the Sabbath so that they might discover a reason to accuse him. But he realized their intentions and said to the man with the withered hand, come up and stand before us. And he rose and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, is it lawful to do good on the Sabbath rather than to do evil, to save life rather than to destroy it? Looking around at them all, he then said to him, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was restored. But they became enraged and discussed together what they might do to Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord. Yesterday after Mass, I was, um, some of you know that I make rosaries on occasion, and, um, and so I was making a rosary, and a lot of the times, especially if I'm using wood beads, a lot of them are really terrible on the inside, you know, they're, they're like super rough, and, uh, and they catch like the cord that I use, and all kinds of different things like that. So I often use like a little Dremel rotary tool, to kind of ream out the inside so they're nice and smooth when they slide on the cord and everything like that. And so I was making this rosary yesterday and I was holding the bead and um, these beads happen to be painted as well and so sometimes some of that paint and stuff gets caught up on the bit and as I was doing it, it got super hot. I mean it seemed just a second but I was holding it in between these two fingers and it got super hot and I was like ow and it burned my index finger and my thumb. And it still hurts a little bit today. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, oh man, that hurts. I was just like, Lord, I'm a priest. I was like, I need to use my hands. And so it was just kind of a funny moment because I thought about the things that I like to do. That I, I've always liked to work with my hands. And my grandfather was such a great example of this. He, he was always working with his hands. And um, as I thought about Labor Day, as I thought about what we do, and then especially this particular gospel today, there's so many hobbies I'd got into where I had worked with my hands and done different things like that. But there's something odd. I always go back to continuing to make rosaries. And one of the funny things is what occurred to me is much what happened to St. Ignatius. You know, we know the famous story of St. Ignatius, right, that he gets um, his leg essentially destroyed in a battle, basically. And then while he is laid up in a particular, um, in a particular sort of monastic type of situation, he asks for things to read, but the things that he likes to read is like, you know, stories of like war and conquest and soldiers and all this heroic, it'd kind of be like akin to watching a Marvel movie on Netflix. That's like what St. Ignatius wanted to look at at that, that particular time. But of course, what do they have where he is? They only have, you know, the Bible and the lives of the saints. And so he starts reading these books. And as he's reading them, he notices some, a very profound thing 
that kind of takes root in the whole rest of his ministry and the way that he kind of formed a lot of his, his, his rule. And one of the things that he realized is that when he would read those, night, those stories of knights and heroism and all this different stuff like that, he would get super, super excited in the moment, especially while he was reading them. And then it would just be hollow afterward. It was very, very fleeting. It was like the excitement was a very sharp rise, and then it had a very dramatic decline. But then the thing that he noticed when he would read the lives of the saints, or he would read about Christ in the Bible, is that this, this feeling of joy that he experienced was similar to that of when he was reading the adventure stories. But it was like a, la- a lasting, sustained joy that, that he felt. And he realized there was something dramatically different between reading about Christ and the saints than reading about just these stories of sort of heroes in that particular way. And much in the same way, when I look at the things that I've liked to do when I've worked with my hands, I get that same feeling. When I make rosaries, there's sort of a lasting, sustained joy. And some of you, some of you have rosaries that I've made. I've seen you have them in your hand. And I can't even tell you how that feels inside for me. Um, to see somebody actually praying with something that I made. And I was like, man, that was so much more worth the time and effort than any of these other hobbies that I have or any of these things that I do working, working with my hands. And that's much the same thing that Jesus is describing right here. You know, in that particular instance with the religious leaders of the day, it's just like, when is the right time to do something good for God, to labor for God? Um, pretty much always right now. It's always the time to do something good for God. So when we think about just our day and our life, if we just, and it's easy to do, it's easy to do at any time during the day. If we look at our, at our day and we look at how many things that we do that are sort of directed towards God or reserved towards God, um, and then how many things that we do that are sort of more fleeting, like St. Ignatius talked about, then sometimes we could see if there's sort of an imbalance or, or somewhat of a balance in our, in our life. Because the more we attach ourselves to doing the good of God, um, the more fulfillment we tend to feel. But we don't do it for that fulfillment. We do it because God first loved us, and we're trying to return that love to him. And once we understand that we're loved, then we can kind of start to love other people in the way that he loves us. And so it's an inspiration that he's always laboring for our good. And for me, as many of you, I'm sure, when you think of your parents and your grandparents, the people that taught me how to work were my parents and my grandparents. Uh, When my grandfather, you know, Southern Italian immigration was where my family came from. And when I looked at my grandfather, started an auto upholstery business after he got out of the Navy after World War II with $300 and the sewing machine that the guy left over in some fabric. And I marveled at that. I marveled at that. My parents said he worked like 80 hours a week. I was like, how is that even possible? You know, but I marveled at that, that, that type of work and that type of labor that kind of created our country. And many of us that sit here in this church today, um, learned from people like that, who worked so very hard, realizing that they came from a difficult life and that they wanted their children to have something better. And so, you know, and and I think we all feel that same way. We want, you know, our own children to have something better. 
But the best thing that we could possibly give them is teaching them how to work for good, how to work for God, um, to understand that everything that they give to God is the best work that they could possibly do, beyond any type of human work that we could possibly imagine. And so today, I just ask you during this Mass, uh, just pay, pay special attention to those prayers that we read at every Mass, right, right there at the offertory, the blessing over the bread and the wine. One of those things that we hear, you know, it's just like work of human hands. You know, so something that was made by human hands that actually gets offered to God, that's worth more than anything that we can do with our hands. Any of the labors that we have that are given to God um, are, are worth more than anything else that we really do to provide for, for anything else. And so, so I, this is a day I want to thank all of you for laboring for the church. There's so many people that I can see out here, those that clean all of the holy linens that we use at this altar, those that serve as sacristans, those that serve as altar servers, many of you who do music ministries within the church that, I, that I've served with multiple times throughout this very week at funerals and at weddings and, uh, and during Sunday masses. So many of you, those that count the collection, so many of you give to this church. And there's never, never a moment of your life wasted that you give to God in that way. And God bless you all today and have a great day all.